if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll have a very, very special episode for the end of the year. It's not the same uh, where we are talking about mainly uh, regulation or education, whatever. Uh, I have with me a special guest that uh, where we'll be really having a discussion of behind the scenes of podcasting, uh, because they are also doing a podcast and wanted really to share some some experience about that. So uh, I have with me Claudia and Jörg. So Claudia, Jörg, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Hi, Monia. Hi, Monia. It's such a pleasure to be here in the podcast recording together with you. It's really yeah. something that we have never done before to meet with a podcast expert. And it's really great because, uh, I mean, you remember we met uh, during, at, in Berlin when there was an IMDRF meeting and there was also the Medics Day meeting. So I met with you and you proposed to me to make this kind of podcast of behind the scene. And I said, oh, really great. Let's do that for the end of the year. And it will be really awesome, I think, for the people that are listening. Um, so for maybe the audience, uh, so myself, for me, so Munir Alazuzi, I'm the medical expert uh, specialized in quality and regulatory affairs for medical devices. And we have this podcast that we are um, we are running uh, every week where we are trying to educate people and doing all those activities. Uh, so just want to maybe you, Jorg, and you, uh, Claudia, just to introduce yourself so that we have a better understanding of what you are doing also in the real life and <laughs> the fact that yeah you, you have also a podcast and what is mainly the item about the podcast. Jörg, do you want to start? We didn't. No, Claudia, please start okay, you. Okay, <laughs> then I will start. So I'm Claudia Daniel. I'm from Berlin. I'm working for Link Medical. We are a CRO and service provider for regulatory and pharma. And our main focus or main target market are the, the northern countries. Me personally, I studied physics. I have a PhD in biophysics. And after my time in academia, I started working in a startup company for medical devices in Berlin, which was a really great experience because within that very short time frame, I learned so much and the startup was really successful. So they were sold to Stryker a few years ago. And I worked in another startup company afterwards. And after that, I changed to Link Medical. And now I'm here working since five years, helping customers with everything that deals with regulatory or quality or sometimes even clinical evaluations. Great. And you, York? Yeah, my name is Jörg. Uh, I'm in the uh, late 40s, or also living in, in Berlin. And my background is in uh, physical engineering with a focus of uh, on, on measurement technologies. Um, and more, I have more than 20 years professional experience in, in quality assurance from uh, microsystems technology to mechanical engineering. 
And now I'm a certified quality manager and employed uh, for uh, quality and risk management at SFM Hospital Products uh, in, in Berlin since uh, 2018, I think. Uh, and this is a leader manufacturer of medical devices in, in risk classes 1 and 2A. Yeah. And Great. That's, that's, that's I am. <laughs> great, a great experience. Uh, so as we said, you are also both doing a podcast. Can we just have a, a glimpse of what is this podcast? What exactly uh, you are uh, yeah, talking about and who are the guests also uh, that are coming to the podcast? So basically the purpose of the, our podcast, it, it, the name it's Medizin Produkte Talk. So it could be translated to Medical Device Talk. The purpose is only to fulfill, to satisfy our own curiosity. So for me, it's quite often that I work on certain fields and I have some questions where I really want to know some details, so questions that I have. And so we invite guests who have a bit more knowledge about those things. And we just ask them all the fundamental questions that we always wanted to know. And of course, we try to be as much as entertaining as we can. I mean, we know that we are also a bit nerdy, so our questions are much detailed but we love a lot so we currently had a podcast recording regarding usability which will be published soon there was so much love laughing during this recording so we really enjoy that to really have the possibility to talk to people and if somebody external appreciates listening to our podcast we appreciate that but the purpose is really that we want to satisfy our own curiosity with the podcast Great. And uh, you are doing that both, you, Jorg, and uh, you, uh, Claudia. So what is uh, the, the synergy that you have during this podcast? Jorg, maybe? Uh, okay. Now, I'm I'm a, a bit of, of, of co-hosting in, in our podcast, and um, mainly I, I take care of the of the recording and the technical stuff. So great. So the, the, the geek... Uh, part is for you then for all the different things. So are you are you putting some music sometime during the during the episode or some some elements or no that's no, not. no effects okay great some sound effects in between would be funny maybe we should tell a bit about the background of our podcast where the idea came from so Jörg and me we are both members for the Deutsche Gesellschaft für Qualität so the German Society for Quality which is a German association dealing with quality obviously and there we have a local group in Berlin where we established our medical device talk so we had really on-site meetings where we invited speakers to discuss certain things dealing with medical devices. Then the pandemic came and on-site meetings were not possible anymore. We were held some webinars and we always had the, the motivation to have really an exchange of information within the community. So not on to have a PowerPoint presentation and get some information. We all got a bit tired of things like that. And then after a few years, I mean, one and a half year ago, Mm. We decided that a podcast might be the better thing because then you're free from doing something in parallel. So I personally, I like, really like listening to podcasts, but I'm always doing something like cleaning the window is much more entertaining when you listen to a podcast in parallel. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same. So um, from, from my side, even before to start uh, my podcast, uh, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. 
mainly uh, first was some leadership podcasts that were coming from the US and then some um, marketing uh, digital marketing podcast or uh, development personal development podcast etc uh, also during my commute uh, from work so each time it was not the radio that I'm listening but it was more podcasts that I, I put I, I put there so um, and yeah after that it was when we started the, the journey of easy medical device the idea was okay why don't we have also a podcast uh, and initially what was more for replicating what we were educating ed- educating people on so we are ha- we are creating some I was creating some blogs uh, some videos also to try to educate people. I say, okay, why don't I just also create a podcast? Because maybe people cannot read or they don't want to read or they cannot watch a YouTube video while they are jogging or while they are things. So maybe finding something that is more uh, feasible to be done while you, uh, you do a workout, cooking or whatever. And then I say, okay, let's do podcasting. And the idea was mainly about uh, how can I invite some people, as you as you said, also to share uh, some information and to uh, help to understand a certain a certain topic. But yeah, this was mainly a journey where the idea was um, education in different types of formats. So the idea was how can I educate people with uh, as many formats as possible and podcasting was one one of them. And people were saying uh, everywhere, oh, podcast is the new uh, way to uh, share information. So then my idea was, okay, let's let's start doing that. At the beginning, I was not... Uh, I had nobody to interview because nobody knew me or nobody really knew the podcasting. So then I said, okay, let's do the first one alone. So I started the first one just by talking alone. And then when I started to convince somebody, then from there it started, everybody was wanted to come and wanted to join and wanted to be interviewed. So it was, uh, which was really, really great. But yeah, it's a, it's a journey to be honest. It's really a, a journey, but where you like, um, did you find it difficult to start? Like, uh, I should buy a, 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 a super microphone. I should get a super this or that uh, material or whatever. It was like, no, just let, let's take what is available and let's do it. I think that was not difficult because, I mean, we anyway had invested already in a bit of techniques during all that webinar phase during the pandemic and everybody was having online meetings. So I think there we had already the basic equipment and we knew how important audio quality is. So um, I guess everybody know or had people in the team who did not have a proper microphone. So you were not able to really understand those people. Um, To invite people was also okay, but... um, Sometimes it was, I have to say, to be politically correct in what I'm saying, but I have to confess, it was harder to convince women to participate in the podcast. So currently we don't have the problem anymore because people know the podcast and they have kind of references. But at the beginning, when there was nothing, nothing available, they were all a bit shy, like I'm not really sure if I want to participate. And it was easier to get guys like we have a podcast and do you want to join? And there were really some people who said, yes, let's do that. I want to be the first guest. So they didn't have a problem with that. No, it's great. And um, you, Jorg, did you find it also difficult to start or, I mean, it was uh, really... Uh... No, I, I didn't find it uh, difficult. It was, uh, it was quite simple, I, <laughs> I find. The first uh, um, uh, take of our pilot was uh, uh, in presence with, with Claudia alone in, in uh, her um, uh, 
uh, it's a room for a for a band to to okay. to uh, with sonorization with uh, some kind uh, of uh, soundproofing. I, I think, I, I think re or also is is the the, the correct word. Uh, and and there was uh, a little digital um, uh, um, equipment on on board, and and that that was. And uh, in in the follow episodes, uh, the the technical uh, invention was was more and more. And uh, I think now we have a, a relative um, um, founded desk. Great to to, to work. I have to, and, I have and to say. The first recording was really funny because the setting was really strange. I mean, our rehearsal room is under a church, so it's really in the basement and it has no windows and it has all that isolation stuff, this foam around us. And it has a pretty dark atmosphere and it's not that everything is new. So it's also a bit chaotic. And Jörg and me, we were sitting at a table that was super old and it kind of looked like one of those talk shows from the 1970s. <laughs> so that was really, really funny. I'm really happy that you can't hear it, how it looked like, but maybe in the future at one day, <laughs> we <laughs> should um, publish basically a picture on how we were sitting there. No, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's always important to get some some memories, some pictures, some history of how the, all this started. Because yeah, it's uh, it's always important to look back. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's uh, what is important. I mean, I had a lot of people that says to me that oh, I want also to start a podcast, uh, but it's difficult. I need this, I need that. I mean, I tell them with what we have actually as a technology, even our iPhone can record our voices, and then you can make a podcast out of it. It's no mm -hmm. need to have like super expensive material, super expensive rooms or whatever. You can be on your uh, bedroom and try to uh, just record if you just do the voice. I'm, I'm doing video and, and voices because I want to expand the, the, the view for many different media, so which is uh, important. But for people that just want to do the voices, you can just record that and make that. I had some, um, I had some guests uh, that were uh, here and saying, oh, sh should I isolate myself? Should I not make noise? If there is my kid that enters the room, is it a problem, etc. So I said, no, it's fine. We should make it like a living. It's it's like a normal life. We are not talking here about a polished episode with everything should be scripted and this and that. I was telling, even if you are having a coffee and you want to drink a coffee, drink your coffee, etc. So the idea is more about making it a bit more natural and, and cool mm -hmm. instead of saying, oh, you should be really perfect and and it's also what I'm trying to um, to share also on my podcast to say mainly quality and regulatory people are not just serious people that are not laughing, that are just uh, reading text of regulations. And uh, it's like uh, evil people that are here to make your life difficult, whatever. No, it's we are funny. We are, I mean, I try to be funny. So yeah, we are, we are making it like that. But I find a lot of people that say, oh, it's difficult because material-wise, uh, how to speak, uh, how to be having the right environment, etc. But for me, I find it sometimes as exclusive to really push that. Or when I will buy a better microphone, I'll do that. I mean, if I show you my microphone that cost maybe 10 euro uh, in Amazon, it was really a crappy thing. Even the sound was really bad. But at the end, it I was able to share my my the, the sound or what I wanted to say. I had some people that were complaining on the comments say oh your sound is really bad or whatever I say I know <laughs> but I don't have the money to buy an expensive microphone or whatever so it's mainly the, the idea also so start do it and try to to make it uh, make it yeah 
as fun as you can, if I can say, or as enjoyable as you can. But um, we, we forgot at the first part to introduce you. So we also want to know a bit about you. What is your background? How did you come to all the regulatory part? So mainly, um, so mainly I am... Um, I wanted to be first. Uh, I mean, after after high school, I wanted to be a first uh, a surgeon, a doctor. Uh, so you know, there was those. Uh, I don't know if you had that in Germany, but we had those series like emergency room uh, that was at our time a long time ago. Uh, with uh, I think it was the first time we saw so George Clooney as an actor there, etc. So it was uh, this. So I I was looking at this kind of series. I want to be a surgeon. I save life of people, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it was like uh, this kind of uh, of uh, of things. So when I was went to the university, I went to the doctor medicine university uh, but in france you have some kind of we call it numerous clauses so you have only one certain number of people that can pass the exam even if you are a good person if you are, your score is great it's just a certain number that can pass uh, to the to the to the next level so i i tried and i made two years there and you can have only two two years you can you cannot make a third year at the uh, the medicine university uh, so then i tried and i lost so i was not able to be a surgeon um so then after that, I find that there was a, a biomedical engineering school that was opening, which is biomedical. So also for uh, hospitals, for surgeons, etc. So I said, okay, maybe it's an alternative. So I went there. I wanted then to be a research and development guy to create a lot of the, the next medical device that will be uh, on the market. And uh, the last year of my, um, no, 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 yeah, nearly the last year. So I had to do an internship. So mainly uh, I wanted to make an internship and I wanted to find an internship that was really great for me, but I find nothing, really nothing. At the end it was like, give me whatever I don't, just in the internship to finalize my, my study. So give me whatever you want and nothing was available. So I went to one of my, um, one of my uh, professor and he gave me the name of a company with a say, it's a call, call them on, on my behalf and tell them that you need an internship and they will give that to you. And I even recorded the podcast with this professor talking about it because he is also on the medical device field. Uh, so and I remember the, I, I, during the podcast, we remember this moment where he gave me also this opportunity with uh, this internship. Uh, so then uh, this internship was in quality and regulatory affairs. Uh, I was like, oh, no, God, I don't want that. It's uh... <laughs> Because I I didn't really know what what is what this was. I mean, I just hear people say, "Oh, it's just creating procedures, uh, signing documents. It's like bureaucracy, a lot of papers, etc." So I said, "Oh, I don't want to do that." But I said, "I have to make it to make my study." So then, uh, let's do that. Um, and then when I went there, the my mentor uh, at this internship was really great. He explained to me everything, and I, then I show I discovered that no, quality and regulatory affairs. The, you are creating really the law of a company. You are defining what are the rules on the how they can do this, can do that, and you are here really at the center of the company, and you are the one that nearly verifies that everything is okay, that you go in the right direction. You can help your other people to move things on the right direction. You can register the products. You can make the certification, etc. He says, and I discovered this world. I read for the first time the Medical Device Directive 9342 EC. It was like, wow, it's, uh, what's this thing? And then it was like uh, mainly a moment where I said, I want to do that. Yeah, the rest of, uh, of my life, I can say. So um, then from there, yeah, I only find jobs in quality and regulatory affairs. So uh, in different companies. And finally, I opened Easy Medical Device and I'm doing regulatory and quality and regulatory affairs for, for my customers. So this is mainly how... I really arrived to this uh, this uh, this kind of uh, position, but yeah, it was really by luck, by chance. 
it was not a, my career was not at the beginning. Oh, I want to do quality regulatory affairs. No, not at all. I think for me, it's the same. I also ended up by accident. I don't know, Jörg, for you, if you had a plan to be a quality manager. Oh, in, in the start of the career, I think not. <laughs> it was a, it was a, um, a way, a, 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 a long, long way to but, become a, a, a manager, a quality manager. But Mania, how is it? Did you have ever experienced super funny stories? So I feel personally, whenever I talk to customers about their notified bodies, everybody has a funny story to tell about auditors from notified bodies on general. Is there something that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I don't know if I already told that in any podcast episode that I have met before because people are asking me sometimes those questions. Um, one of my funny story with auditors were that um, I was working for a French company Uh, so it's a manufacturing plant with French, uh, uh, yeah, workers, etc. And we had an auditor that came from Germany. He speaks only German, so we speak English together mainly. Um, and uh, the idea for him was mainly to go to the manufacturing plant and visit and check everything. And he had some questions, and he said to me, um, "I want to ask the question to this guy, so the worker." So we arrived to the worker, but. My the guy speaks English or German and the French guy speaks only French. So then at the end it's like I will be translating. So, so he asked the question. I translate the question to the guy. The guy is answering the question, but he says something really crappy, crappy, crappy. I say, guys, what are what are you talking about here? He says, it's crappy. So I take what he said to me. I modified it to say exactly the right thing to the auditor in the English language because I said, oh, great, great, great. He said like that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> But it was a funny one because maybe at that moment I say it's it's like a bet, mainly because you it's risky to do this kind of thing. So it's like a bet, but at the end it was like, yeah, I mean it's it's just a small thing. It's just that they are he's saying something stupid. Uh, when people you are training them, you tell them what to say, what to do, how to behave, and at the end they are still it's like kids. I mean, I have kids, so you say to them something, and five minutes after they forgot what you have told them. So it meant that. So this is the point. Say, oh, he, he forgot again what I told you. For example, uh, do you know about quality policy or things like that? Oh, yeah, I know about that. It is, uh, where is it? I have no clue where it is. Okay, so guys, I told you it's on the quality manual, etc. I mean, but now, yeah, this is maybe the thing where I was really a bit proud of me also. So ah, I saved from a non-conformity by doing this kind of thing, but I don't recommend, do, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it at all. But I was young at that moment. It was really uh, my uh, at the beginning of my career, my first really job, real job. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really the moment where uh, I'm remembering always. Uh, oh, guys, yeah, it's uh, it, it it can work. It's really a bet, but it can work. Yeah. Do you know Sean the Sheep? That series for kids. Sorry. Sean the Sheep. It's a it's a sheep that is living on a countryside. I think it's from the UK, and oh, there's yeah, a farmer. And the, the farmer, he never takes care about the sheep, but he has a dog who is responsible for ah, taking yeah, yeah. care of I all the sheep. I think I see that. It's, yeah, it's, it's like some, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the dog is basically, he's like the quality manager of the exactly, team. I, exactly. I, whenever I watched it, I feel that, yeah, I com completely understand his pain. <laughs> exactly. No, no, it's exactly that. So it's it's mainly the point, the pain where yeah, you have, you don't know what to do, you know how to do it, but they, are, they don't understand if I can say. So it's mainly this, this kind of, of situation, yeah.
Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, I had also to ask you in terms of, uh, because you told me about uh, the 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 episodes that you have with the people that you are inviting. So was there a certain point, uh, some episodes where you say, oh, it, it was a great episode, you learned a lot and it was really a, a great moment and uh, it's one of the, my best episodes ever? Yes. So there are a lot. And I had the feeling that after each episode, we felt that this now was the best episode, but then the next episode comes and then we feel that this is now the best one. Okay. But the, the first best one that we had um, was when we discussed with an uh, HR manager from TÜV Süd. Okay. So who knows about all the background information, how TÜV Süd hires auditors. That was pretty interesting. It was a pretty good exchange. And then in the summer, we talked a bit about sustainability with a company called Polyneers. And we talked about plastics and how plastics could be sustainable, how medical device industry could benefit from that. That was also really great. And it was a really nice exchange. And recently, we made a recording about usability that is going to be published soon. And this was just laughing half of the time, I would okay. say, because the guests, they were also really, really funny. Hey, just a second. Do you need an EU, Swiss or UK representative? Then choose Easy Medical Device. We can represent you and also become your importer. Contact us at eo at easymedicaldevice.com. My, my two favorites are the, the first episode, the first real episode. Uh, it's the first with uh, the, the first episode with a guest. Uh, called uh, quality is sexy and okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this this name was uh, displaced by by the uh, uh, podcast platform and and we must we must uh, 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 take a beep. <laughs> okay. I can imagine. Yeah. So that was then uh, uh, quality is point point point. Okay. And, uh, the the other. Uh, episode I I remember in in uh, I have a in, in, in good in, in a good remembrance uh, was uh, the episode with um, a notified body for, um, uh, from from a garage. Oh, garage. Okay. Uh, there there is an, a notified body in Austria um, called uh, Claudia. Uh, uh, Claudia, do do you know the name in in uh, quality? It's all it's, it's, um, in, in relation with with quality Austria, uh, Q QMD services. I think it's it's the name of this notified body, and it's the first notified body in Austria for uh, IVD, and it was uh, a very a very interesting episode to hear to to become a, a notified body. No, great, yeah. So um, yeah, from 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 my side mainly. Um, um, I had some great episodes, but it was also um, great moments of aha moments, some haha moments, if I can say so. Uh, mainly before doing podcasting or this kind of things, I had also some people that I I would I would admire or I would uh, look at and say, oh, uh, I like this person, I like the what he's saying, what he's doing in the quality and regulatory affairs field. Mainly because you see them also everywhere on the social media or everything, so I said, oh, it's great people. And uh, my point was mainly when I started podcasting, I said, 
do you think I can invite them? Do you think they will accept? Do you think they will come? Do you think? So one of them is, for example, Eric Volbrecht. I was following. Uh, he's a lawyer in uh, in uh, in uh, in the Netherlands, spe specialized in quality and regulatory affairs for medical devices, uh, and he had a blog talking about that, about all the changes in the regulation and everything. So I was following the blog and I was liking also the way he was creating the blog posts. It was funny. It was, yeah, I was really enjoying reading that. And I was finding sometimes like he's maybe going a bit far on some points, etc. But it makes it a bit sarcastic also sometimes. But I find this way of speaking or what things really funny, but also different from serious regulators that we are looking and they are just trying to educate us on chapter six or seven of this ISO, whatever. So I was more happy to listen to that. Or also uh, some people like uh, Basil Accra from Chief Sud also uh, that were on the podcast. Some 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 people that were coming, but showing that quality and regulatory affairs can also be funny, can also be interesting. So I had great episode with Eric Volbrecht where we are laughing a lot also, uh, where uh, he was also sharing his uh, his um his passion for some science fiction or some other things so it was really a great moment also where i discovered that, oh this podcast can also help me to meet people i admire or people where i look at and say oh it's, they are great great guys it opens the door for some connections also some discussions which i think i would never had the opportunity to do if i didn't had a, a podcast like that so it's uh, the things that I was really uh, also happy of when I do this because you then meet people, you make connection with them, you ask them questions. Sometimes I ask questions to the um, people that um, I already know the answer and the objective is not education of myself, it's education of the people that will be listening. So I try to uh, ask a question about what they would ask uh, this kind of person. And sometimes I invite people because I don't know about the topic. I'm not an expert on everything, so I try to uh, low, but I, I don't know. So I said, let's have somebody coming, teaching me about some topic, but also teaching the others that are listening behind me also. And this is mainly the idea of, uh, of, of, of the podcast. So yeah, for me, this was really a door of entry to meet some some really uh, famous people in the, in the area. And uh, sometimes I'm also discovering that people that I'm also looking from far uh, apart, so they know me and they know the podcast and they know the thing. I say, oh, really? You know what I'm doing? I say, oh, it's great. So this is also a thing that I'm really uh, enjoying with uh, some of the of the episodes uh, that I'm doing. And uh, yeah, the, I really appreciate the the fact that this is really a door opener for uh, some uh, some connections and and which can help you also in the future. So it's also something interesting here. Yeah, I also find it pretty interesting how. The, the episodes that we have or the content that you discuss um, really helps me to understand better things that are attached to fields that I'm working with. So I'm, for example, I'm giving a lecture at the university within an MBA module, which is for then quality and regulatory of medical devices. And the last lecture that I gave, I realized that a lot of topics we, that, that I'm addressing in that lecture, we also addressed in the podcast. And I could fill up a lot of information just by referencing, yeah, we had this discussed in the podcast. And so to give some, some of the soft information that are not the hard facts, but some background information. And that helps a lot. I think that's something that comes with experience anywhere when you work in a certain field. And I think if you work 20, 25 years in regulatory, then you will have a lot of those stories. But making the, the podcast or also listening to podcasts is just like 
you're accelerating the process a bit. You gather much more experience within a short time just by talking to people. And I found this so fantastic. I mean, that this is the opportunity that we have nowadays to really uh, uh, accelerate everything, meeting people that are not located at the same place. So, I mean, it's like you're located in Basel. We are located in Berlin. That the moment that we could meet and really have an hour to to have a chat in detail would not be possible without all the modern solutions. Exactly, yeah. and and this is the thing that uh, is is important. Is also that uh, what we are saying or talking about can be shared all over the world and not just uh, at a small in the small area, and uh, yeah, that can help uh, more people. So, what I'm also happy and mainly. Um, is the fact that uh, so having a podcast is one thing but getting also the feedback from people saying oh i listened to this podcast and this opened my my vision of something or i learned a lot of things or it helped me to get a job also i had some people that contact me and say oh yeah because i listened to few of your podcasts i was able to answer the question of the inter- the people that, the person that I was doing the interview and he was even surprised that i knew something like that because oh it's really a a niche information, etc. So it was it was also this kind of moments where I was really happy to make what I'm doing here with the podcast because it's not just to make it; it's really uh, added value for some people and it's providing really some some support. And and yeah, I'm I'm. It's why I'm really happy to continue and to make the efforts to do all this. Yeah. And I have to confess, you are also kind of an inspiration for our podcast because when Jörg and me did our first webinars, I created an overview about podcasts that exist in the medical device field. And in that time, it were not that many, but your podcast already existed. So it kind of influenced us as well. Great. Happy that it works also for you. But I, I tried also to convince a lot of people. So for example, Karen Deep Badwal, uh, which is also in the UK, uh, we discussed a lot together. He was also part of my podcast. And I said to him, why don't you make a podcast also? And then he made also a podcast, uh, not on the same topic as what I'm, I'm doing, but on other topics. Uh, but yeah, th- there are a lot of uh, things like that where um, the idea is mainly let's share the best practices and let's share with people because it's what I'm saying. People are saying, oh, there is already a podcast. Why should I make another one, etc. I say, yeah, there are also 10 bakeries in a country, in a, in a city and nobody goes to the same. They go to this one or this one or this one because they prefer uh, maybe the the the... The, the, this bread that is better or this cake that is better, etc. Each one is providing really his, his solution, his mindset, and you can, I cannot satisfy everybody. Uh, so this is the point. So the one I'm satisfying, maybe you are not satisfying, and then uh, etc. The, the rest. So mainly, it's why having a variety is also offering uh, opportunities to people to listen to the, the, the right things mainly. But of course, I'm very curious also with the background information. Was there ever a fail or a funny background story that happened during the recording that the people that just listened to the podcast would never recognize? Um, yeah, we have a few, yes. Um, uh, one one that comes to me now, it just, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I cut it. No, I don't think I cut it during the, the recording, but um, we had Andrea Stenger uh, from Truth Sud uh, on the podcast. He was in Japan. If I remember, I can't remember, but he was in Japan. Maybe he was talking about IVDR. And while we were recording, on the back, he was in his hotel room. On the back, we had the the um, cleaning person that was opening the door. He was ringing, and apparently nobody's opening. So then he opened the door and enters, and we see the person in the back trying to do the things. So it was like a, I was like, should we stop here and let the 
person go out and then we start again. I said, no, no, let's continue and do that. But I don't, it was a long time ago, so but I don't remember now if I cut it or, or not. But these are the moments where I like because it's like we are not preparing anything. It's like we just record what happens, happens. If there is a, uh, anything, we had also a lot of guests where they, are, they have their cats that pass by the, the camera or we have a lot of things uh, like that. Or uh, I, I never had somebody with the kids that are just rushing in the room or whatever. I don't remember that. But yeah, we, we a lot of moments where for me it's life moments so you should not cut that you should not remove that but these are were really funny at the moment so, because you are here it's like what should i do now should i make like nothing happened or should i make like uh there is something and we should make so it was but it was really a funny moment at, at that point but yeah it's it's normal so there is no kind of uh, uh anything there i had just also one guest for example that uh was listening again to the podcast after we record that and say oh you Listen at the 3.45 minutes of the podcast. There is a sound of somebody working on the march. Can you remove that from the background? I said, even me, I have not noticed and nobody will notice. What are you? I mean, it was like a bit, uh, a bit strange thing. But I understand that people sometimes want things to be perfect and looking great. But for me, I prefer to make it more natural. And uh, yeah, there is no like, uh, uh, yeah, let's remove this small sound or somebody, uh, a dog barking outside. So then what? Uh, should I remove uh, any of the small sound that we hear? No. So it's why for me, it was like, just record, just make it. And nobody complains about those small things. So it was, uh, but I prefer, this is the thing that I want also people to notice and maybe love of it and say, oh, yeah, it was funny that moment where this person enters the room and nobody really made any any sound or any noticed anything, So which was a bit funny. So this is great things also. So I, I like that. But uh, do you also listen to other podcasts? Uh, uh, so my first podcast in Quite Regulatory Affairs was the one of Green Light Guru. Uh, when uh, when John Spear was doing that, now it's uh, it changed also. And uh, to be honest, I had also no no other moment to uh, to listen to all of those. Uh, I have also listened to few podcasts like the ones from uh, Karen Badwal, uh, also the ones from Mitch Robbins uh, on the Quite Regulatory Affairs uh, for. Um, yeah, for uh, recruitment or how to help those uh, those people that are trying to get recruited on that. Uh, yeah, I, I try to listen to some, but to be honest, it depends on the topic of the podcast. And it's the same for me also. If you look at my all the podcast I have, if you read the topics, you say, oh, this topic is not interesting for me, but this one is interesting, but this one is better. This one is, oh, no, I don't need to read that, so etc. We have topics on software as medical devices. If you don't have a software as medical device, if you don't do software as medical device, if you have no link to software as medical device, you will not listen to this episode at all. So this is also the idea to be, to get some variety that people are, are really uh, looking at that. So it's why when I look at podcasts of others, I read what is the topic and then I see, oh, it's really interesting. When we start to talk about AI sometime, I'm interested because I'm sometime on, on some AI projects. Uh, but when we start to talk about something that I know already how to register a 510K in the US, I mean, I don't need to listen to this podcast. I know already how to do that. So it's not a, not a problem. So it depends on the topic. And I think for me, also people that are listening to my podcast, also they depends on the topic because when you look now at the views or the metrics on the podcast you see that oh this one didn't make too much and this one makes a lot etc but you can understand it's because the this is niche topics it's not like topic about million people like you you see a lot of my kids are looking are, are watching a lot of youtubers with the streamers etc and say oh it made one million view etc and when you look at my video it makes maybe 500 views 600 views so it's not like millions but for me 500 is great because it may be 500 companies 
it's not like 500 individuals, 500 companies that are looking at that, which is a huge number already for medical device companies. So it's why we have to understand that we are in a niche um, uh, subjects. So we don't need to make millions of views. The objective is just with few views that we can impact the industry and impact what people are, are doing mainly. But yeah, I I like to listen. I like when there are many podcasts available with many different po uh, topics, many different views, many different things. So that also I can also listen myself. And sometimes I'm not doing that too much, but sometimes I listen to other podcasts to listen to the guests and say, oh, maybe I should invite this guest also to my podcast. So this is also the idea of not stealing, but mainly uh, the idea of getting podcast uh, guests that are really interesting and asking them other questions than the question that uh, the, 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 the other podcast asked also. And this is the idea of, of that, um, which is uh, also interesting for me. Do you have a dream guest that you would really love to invite if you would ever have the possibility? Uh, not to dream guests, but I have uh, one of the my mission in terms of podcasting is to get the views of everybody. So I try to get the views of consultants, even if consultants, as I'm saying, consultants are my direct competitors because I'm also doing consulting, but I don't care for me. The idea is not about competition. Here is about sharing uh, knowledge, sharing expertise. So I invite a lot of consultants to my podcast, medical device manufacturers also to share their journey on doing uh, the registration, whatever. Notified bodies. I try. I try. I got a lot of episodes with Chief Sud, some episodes with NSAI, and I try to get a lot of other notified bodies. But uh, sometimes it's a bit difficult. But the ones that I was never able to get is a, a regulatory, uh, an authority, a competent authority, uh, or the European Commission. Those ones are like a bit too far. And each time I ask them, it's oh yeah, I have to ask, or no, it's not possible, or my agenda is full, etc. I mean this kind of thing. So at the end, it's like. In one side, they say we should share a lot about the changes of the regulation, promote that, etc. But when you ask them to come to share that with the people, they are not coming. So it's like, because I think I, this is the problem also with media and social media and everything. They think they will be trapped with some questions that are difficult to answer. This and that. When, when my object, I, I told, I tell them, look at my all my podcasts. I never ask a tricky question to anyone. I'm not here to put anybody on the spot. I'm not here to make some scandals or critical things, etc. No, I'm just here to educate people. So I'm asking you basic questions. You answer basically, and it's fine. So no need to make it like a, a difficult thing. But yeah, having those kind of high level authorities on my podcast would be great. It would be also rewarding to say. I have some credibility now in the industry so that I can get this kind of level of, of people to come. But I know that they want to come. I just know that they don't have the right because they need to ask authorization for people. Because on off, we talk and we discuss, etc. We exchange uh, opinions. And I say, oh, can you come to my podcast? Say, yeah, we'll ask, but I'm not sure to get the permission to do that, etc. So this is the thing. But yeah, having those kind of people from uh, the authorities, even from FDA, if somebody from FDA is listening to that, he wants to come also, or from any other authority in the world, if they want to come to share also their knowledge about quality and regulatory affairs, I'm completely open. And the objective is educational content. It's not about uh, making a scandal or making any uh, uh, any um, gossip or anything like that, where uh, to get more views. The idea is not to get more views, the idea is educational only. Have you ever thought what you would do if you would not have ended up in regulatory equality what your alternative life would look like um as i, I said i was i was i was looking more like uh those those people i was looking at are more like 
those Elon Musk or those uh, Steve Jobs or those kind of things. So for me, naturally, I will have went to some entrepreneurship, uh, mainly to find a problem. <laughs> it's what I'm saying to people. Give me your problem. I'll find a solution. So give me your problem. I'll find a solution. So this is the idea. So I try to find a problem and try to solve it and by creating a company, a startup or anything like that. But I think this would have been the thing. Since I was, um, I, I left school, um, this was always my idea to make some my own company and my own thing. But at the beginning, people first on my, uh, and it's why you have also to surround yourself with people that are in that way. I never had around me anybody that has done that. So how can I project myself or get inspired or, or know that it's possible for me, like a small guy that uh, uh, has no uh, no kind of revenue or whatever. So how can you make that? So the idea is to surround yourself also with people that have already done that and give you the right advice to do it. And the point is that I don't ha I didn't have that at that moment. But when I grew up, when I was on my car and etc., I saw some people doing that. I asked them and they, they told me. And I had one that is um, my first guest on the podcast, which is Ivan um, Perez Chamorro from uh, Medborn. We discussed a lot about that because he was already an entrepreneur. And I asked him, how can I also move to that direction? And he's, he said just to me one thing, he said, you have no choice. You just have to jump. It's like there is no kind of thinking, whatever. You have to jump and move forward and do it uh, and do it um, because you, you never know what will happen. I cannot predict anything. It can pass. It cannot pass, etc. But it was the most scariest moment of my life. I can say to say I will quit salary with a good uh, salary, a good job, etc. to move to entrepreneurship where I have no clue where I'm going. So many, this is the, the point. But yeah, the most difficult person to convince was my wife. But now I'm she accepted that idea. It was a long process, but she accepted the idea. And now we are happy and it's working very well. But yeah, if I was not doing that, I would have done the same, but maybe in another field. So it's mainly, uh, mainly the idea. Could you imagine working in another regulated field like pharma or automotive? Um, automotive, no. Um, I learned about automotive. I learned about the... ISO TR16464, something like that. So I can't remember because we will discuss about that. Which one? 949. Yeah, 949. Sorry. Yeah. So th this is the one that I, I, I learned uh, to sell during my studies also. Um, I was working for an automotive company, uh, so Peugeot in France, because my father was working there. And during my summer holidays, I had to get some money. So I went there to get some money. To be honest, uh, this was the most boring job I had ever had. It was like, you know, in the rolling chain and you had some package that are coming and you have to put them in in, uh, in cartons, close it and put a sticker on it and then post to the next one, etc. So I call that a choreography. So you do a choreography all the all the day. You know exactly how to, you don't need to look at it at all. You know, the, the, the sticker is here, the package is here, the thing you make it, etc. So it was really boring. And at the end, I was really wanted to be to get fired sometime. I say, let me get fired for this job. I, I hate that, etc. So, but yeah, I saw also some quality people on the job. And their job was to randomly go to each packaging and verify if the content of the packaging was correct or not, and then close it again. So they open it, they check if the content was okay, etc. So I would really like to do that. <laughs> Instead of my boring job, I said, let me just, yeah, doing the inspector and go to check packaging, etc. But yeah, at the end, no, I was not liking that. Pharma, uh, I worked for a pharma company in Switzerland. Um, I hated that. Not I hated that. Uh, there was no challenge for me. 
mainly uh, pharma regulation is uh, a guided regulation. I call it a guided regulation because it tells you step one, do this, step two, do that, step three, do that. If there is a change, here are the documents that you have to provide. If there is a thing, I mean, it guides you. So anybody that wants to be in the pharma, they just read the regulation and they find exactly what to do because it's, it says if you don't do DCP or MRP or whatever, here is exactly the rule and the consequence for doing that. But in the medical device, you have to be creative. They tell you where to go. They say you need to have a procedure that talks about a selection of, of, of uh, suppliers. Okay, great. What should be inside? Think of it. Well, put whatever you want, but... At the end, you, here is a procedure that should help you to select, uh, manage, etc. your suppliers. And it's sometimes a nightmare because say, what should I put inside? Can you give me an example, etc. So this is the idea of being creative, trying to follow the, the requirements without knowing all the in and outs, etc. And this is many of the things. And I had a lot of people that were in the pharma industry that says, oh, Munir, can, can I come to the medical device field? I say, you can, but I'm not think you will be successful because you are already formatted in a way where we give you every step one by one what to do. So if I give you another medical device, you will ask me how I do this, how I do that. I said, even me, I don't know. You have to look for it and you have to think of it, etc. So uh, it was not a challenging job for me working in the pharmacy. So it's why medical device is more enjoyable for me. Yeah, I think the most annoying part with pharma is that we don't have a European regulation that we follow also, or that we have national laws. I also used to work in a, in a pharma part for a few months. And this was so challenging because each, even the, the codes that you print on the product packaging, there was a different codes for each country. Surprisingly, most of the European countries, they were aligned and it was only Germany exactly. who decided to go for a different system. For me, that was really surprising because I feel that in the medical device field, Germany is putting a lot of effort and they are involved in the MDCG guidance, document drafting and so on. But this was really, I mean, if you have to, if you have an own procedure for the approval of the product in each country, this is a nightmare. So yeah, also advertising. I remember that uh, when I go to uh, different countries in Europe, advertisement was like forbidden for uh, some drugs. But when you go to Germany, I saw advertisement on on something saying you can buy that. Say, oh, it's authorized to make this advertisement for some kind of product like that, which was normal, yes. But it was it was surprising because some other countries are forbidding those kind of things. So yeah, there are some differences. But at the end, yeah, it was. Um, as I said, I preferred medical devices because you had, I like, I'm a, I'm a chess player. So I like playing chess. So I have to think a bit. I have to know the next moves, how to do this, how to do that. So having somebody telling me from the beginning, you you need to move this, there, there, there. It's not really enjoyable. I prefer to find my ways myself. And maybe it's not the best solution, but it's a solution that is working. So this is mainly the, the idea also here. But advertisement is a good keyword because I think advertisement for medical devices is something that is pretty funny. So first of all, I mean, you have also some national regulations and I know that in Italy, you need to register all your marketing campaigns and yeah. even your social media activity in a database. But what is really funny, because I'm also using social media, quite often I get the advertisement for medical devices where I feel that what they are saying is not really compliant and it's quite often. And the most funny thing that I was doing was checking IVDs on Amazon. And there okay. you find a lot of funny yeah, things. Yeah, I see that. My favorite product is actually, it's a test. If you have a tick, um, the I small am, animals uh, that take your blood. 
and you have you are afraid that you could get you could develop Lyme disease mm -hmm. there is an IVD where you could test the tick if it had if it contains oh. the bacteria that will develop then Lyme disease and it's so funny to go through the comments from a regulatory perspective it's a nightmare that product but reading the comments is pretty funny because basically what you have to do is you take the tick and then you have to put it in smaller parts and then you're able to put a liquid on it and then you get some kind of testing and it's obvious that this is a big issue of usability because i would expect that at least 40 percent or even much more of the users fail to do this first step properly so it's really questionable if the result is reliable on that and that's basically what you can read in the content in, 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 in the comment section and it's pretty funny so I think anyway, usability is one of those fields that can be the most entertaining one when you Google for it. But it's it's a good point. I will do that once uh, just to go to Amazon and just to check all the products that are medical device and look at the comments, what they are saying exactly. I think it would be a, a funny exercise also. So maybe for people listening, if you do that, yeah, tell me if you have a, a funny one and then uh, you can you can share that uh, that with us also. Okay, is there anything else that we have... Uh... Uh, we have to share as a back uh, behind the, the store, uh, behind the, the curtain here for, for podcasting. Um, for me, I think I have said everything. Anything else from your side? I think we discuss a lot of things. Mm. And I but... think we are all looking forward to the next year and what will come up. Is there a special plan from your side, something amazing that will come up next year from your podcast? Uh, not really. Um, um, I, I have, I have, I had a, so for the podcast, we had two versions of the podcast. We have the version that is the weekly version, which is more about, um, educative and trying to, um, to share expertise and have some uh, guests and we have the monthly review. So each end of the month, so it's uh, the one that is taking me most of the time. I have to read every regulation that happened that month, that changed that month, and then make a summary to the people in the format of a journal. So this is the idea of uh, sharing uh, sharing that with everybody so that they don't have to read everything and they have to do So this is mainly what I'm doing. It's already taking a lot of time, to be honest. So uh, at the end, um, I didn't have any additional version, but what I wanted, but I don't have time, is to make it also in, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking also French, so the idea was to make it also in French language, so to have a version for French and invite guests that are speaking only French, etc., for the French-speaking uh, community. Uh, but yeah, as I said, it takes a lot of time also, so the idea would be to maybe um, get that. But what what I'm what I've changed this year for my podcast is that before. I was doing everything myself on my podcast. So it means that I was doing the recording, the editing, the thumbnail, the images, the promotion, everything was doing. So all my weekends were on that. So I was doing only that during the whole weekend. So uh, this year I hired somebody to do that for me. So now this year I just record, I send that to him. I send the information that he should place on the website and things. And then he's doing everything for, for me, which is a great relief because now I have my weekends so I can see my kids again. It's been a long time, so four years of having my weekends off uh, for that. Now I can go to the football match with them or enjoy some some weekend out, which was something that I, I wanted really to have. So it's why now I hired somebody and said, 
Can you help me on that? So it took some time to train this person to do the, the right recording and right editing. But this is the thing that changed this year. Next year, for now, there is no plan for changing. We'll continue on the same vein and, and do the same thing. And as I said, the idea is many to have as much um, people that can share their expertise with their audience as, as possible. And this is the idea. Anything for you? I think for also there's not a special plan. So we made a new design of the podcast a few months ago so that we will continue to stick with that. So that was basically the biggest transition that we had. But mm -hmm. we are open for many further questions that are a bit outside of the box and new guests that will share insights of things we didn't consider yet. Okay, great. Good. So, um, so I think it was... Um... I hope that people really like the the way that we're sharing our behind the, the scene uh, thing. So uh, if there is any comments also from uh, people that are listening, so don't hesitate to put some some comments on the on the channel on the on the YouTube channel or on the uh, I don't know if you can put some comments on Spotify or this kind of thing, but uh, if you if you can, so let let me know. Um, and yeah, if there is any other funny thing that maybe you want also to share uh, about. Uh, uh, creating a podcast or maybe some ideas of how we can improve our podcast. Uh, I think it would be great also to share that with us uh, because yeah, the objective, as I've said, for me is to satisfy the people that are listening to the podcast. So if they can give me some ideas of how I can make it better, whatever, that it doesn't take me more time, not more weekend, not more resources. It can be, it can be really, really great. Okay. Claudia, Jörg, so thank you very much. I think it was really a, a great episode where we are making something different than what we are doing um, on our regular thing. So I will put anywhere your podcast uh, link on the show notes and I will put also mine for people that uh, will be listening from your side. And then, yeah, if uh, there is anything that we can still do again together, maybe another topic or a specific uh, podcast uh, where we can maybe also uh, share some, some experience can be also really great. So I really appreciate the time and uh, the effort that we have for this, uh, for this episode. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you as well. It was really a pleasure to talk to you and to exchange some of the information. Great. Thank you, Jörg. And thanks for the opportunity to change the perspectives and, and roles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be also interviewed and asked about what I'm doing. So it's really, really great. Okay, thank you, everybody, and wish you a nice day. Monira Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market.